Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. Oh my God, you just blew She's out my host, left ear. Christine Lakin, and I'm your better host, Ella Hello, Ella. Hello, Christine. This episode is brought to you by Paleo Secret. Ella, I want to check in with you. It's been check like it three weeks since you started the Paleo Secret. Okay, oh. well, let me stop you right now, uh, Christine, because okay. uh, we don't put a timeline on my lifestyle choice. Oh, oh, okay, okay. It's a lifestyle, not. It's an anti diet. Yes. Wait. I don't weigh foods. I don't. I, I don't. Uh, I don't have to go to group sessions. I don't do any of that stuff. I changed my lifestyle. Okay. I'm not counting calories. I'm not calculating stupid points. Wow. I'm not doing any of that. Can I just say, I feel like the paleo lifestyle choices are really giving you a lot of energy to direct all of your commenting at me. Well, so you're, you're very spry I'm, today. I'm stronger. Mm. Mm. I bet I can't wait to see you. I mean, yeah, I haven't seen you see, in a while, and like you're going to be like a different person. You're going to be like yeah. thin Oprah. Mm-hmm. Um, this mm-hmm. is. Uh, let's tell the people if you don't know what Paleo Secret is. This is a wellness transformation, really. You don't, we don't like to call it a diet, but it teaches you how to shop for, how to prepare and consume whole food, healthy food, stuff that's not like weird, you know, unpronounceable ingredients. You know, when you're on like, have you ever done like some weird fad diet when you were like in college or, or high school? And like, you basically go out to dinner with your friends. You're like, mm, I can't eat that. Mm, I can't eat that. Mm, yeah, no, I'm just gonna eat this bar from my purse. You become like the bar from your purse person. Yeah, don't do that. People don't like that. It's not cute. It's not a good look. And and FYI, like what's in that bar? You can't even pronounce those things. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. why this is like a lifestyle transformation because it's not just about like getting some kind of weird food and living off of that. This is about actually learning how to cook, how to prepare whole healthy food, and even like go out to, to dinner or to lunch or to breakfast and learn what, what you can have on a normal menu. Um, well, it's it's and awesome. You, and you enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of food. It's not like you're ever hungry. It's It's awesome. I made the other day... From their website, um, I went and was looking up recipes because I get bored with my same old things. And uh, they had some really good ideas. I made, get this, you're going to love this. I made eggs baked in half avocados. Doesn't that sound yeah. good? Yeah, avocados, like, that good, good fat. It's good, good fat. fat. I could eat an avocado a day. I love them so much. But yeah, I it's baked an egg inside of it. It was delicious. Um mm-hmm. Anyway, if you want more energy, better sleep, weight loss, clearer skin, go to paleosecret.com backslash worst. And for right now, they are giving all of our listeners 50% off the entire health transformation, which includes five free bonuses, as well as access to their private Facebook group starting at $13.50, completely risk-free. So stop the dieting and start the transformation. Like and when you sign up, look for me on the Facebook group and say hi. Yeah, if you want, if you definitely want to get, you know, your ear talked off, that definitely look for a laugh. Look for him. He'll give you some tips, and he'll probably have some recipes to share. You're actually a very good cook. Correct. I'll give you that. You are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. How bad can I be? <laughs> we feel the pain is best or funny. Well, today on the podcast, it's just me and Ala. Chit-chatting. Chit-chat. It's like, it's like the worst ever phone call you ever had. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. We, you are still in New York, but you are finishing your time in New York. Is that right? Uh, yes, I just wrapped last night. Can you say what you were doing? I was working... Uh, with Alyssa Milano on Project Runway All-Stars. Oh, that is so exciting. Yeah. Um, and can you say who won? Um, yes, when it airs. Okay, great. Um, just give me, just give me like a one to ten, ten being the best, of the range of talent this year on the show as compared to last uh, year. Okay, I'm just going to tell you straight up. This season is like no other. Really? And that's all I'm going to say. It's like no 
other. So it's like Big Brother when like there's twists and turns and it's different this year? I guess I really can't say, Christine, okay. but I'm just telling you right now. Sounds like there's a lot of like NDAs no, happening. It's like no other. Yeah, it's just like no other. Wow. I just love yeah. the Project Runway so much. It makes me so happy. And I guess who visited me on my set? Guess who visited me on my set? Who? My nephew, Assad. <laughs> Was he a judge? <laughs> no. I mean, no, he wasn't, but he came to visit, and I got some photos of him on the runway and me and him behind backstage and... Um, oh, that's cute. It was so cute. And he just, you know, I hadn't seen him in, you know, like over, a, like about a month. I hadn't seen him, hadn't seen him. And so he, uh, he just like jumped in my arms and like open mouth kissed my face. Oh. It was, you know how they like lean into you, you know? Oh, it's the best. Yeah. It's the best. They really do change so much so quickly. He's huge. He's, he's only, he's only like 10 months and he's in 2T. Oh my God. And he's like a bulldog. Well, my brother's big. Yeah. Yeah. My brother could use a little paleo secrets. <laughs> you said <laughs> it, not saying. me. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, DJ Khaled, if you're out there, paleo secret. Look, you can get yeah. you can get 50% off. Okay? So, yeah. code worst. Um, um, you know what? That's like George's cousin. He is a beast. And he looks like, in pictures, I'm, not, I'm looking at a picture of them right now. It's on my mantle. Mm-hmm. And... They are three days apart, and she's a peanut, and he's like on the other end of the spectrum. And people are like, "Oh, that's so sweet. Are they siblings?" It's like, mm, "No, they're the same age." Um, but yeah, it's so funny with boys like that. That's fun. What else have you been doing in New York? Have you seen any plays? Have, are you gallivanting around? Are you seeing friends for drinks I'm later just, on? I'm seeing friends. I saw Kelly Devine. I don't know if you guys know who she is. She choreographed. A little show called Come From Away. She also choreographed Rock of Ages. She was nominated um, for a Tony for Rocky. She was nominated for a Tony for Rocky. We'll probably have her in the show because she lost the Tony. So mm-hmm. that's what we have. We have losers. Yeah, we like losers. Every award. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I miss her. And then, yeah, she's great. She cut her hair off. Ooh, I mean, it's like cute. Shorter. Yeah, yeah. She's I like great. It. Um, and then I saw some other friends. Well, I was here, had a lot of dinner meetings, cocktails, um, you know. Has it been fun? Or, I mean, are, you're just, I feel like you probably are in like a two to three shower a day routine. I feel like it's very muggy there. No. Here's the crazy thing, Christine. They've had an unusual summer. It was hot. There was like a week or so where it was hot, like, you know, New York summer hot. Yeah. If I told you what it felt like today, it's like fall. Ugh. It's breezy. It's clear skies. It literally feels like it's like 72 degrees. It, it's crazy. Do you know what it's going to be here? I heard. 103. I know. I'm going to Florida Ugh, on Monday. Can't. Oh, God. Are you going to Disney World? I'm going, yeah. I'm going to Florida to see my parents since I'm on the East Coast for a yeah. couple of days. And then I'm going to Disney World for a couple of days. And then I'm going to Tampa for a couple of days and I leave out of Tampa. And then I'm back in LA. That's great. Well, I'm going yeah. to Atlanta next week. We're going to see the grandparents. So yeah, this is a little mini so to also tell you guys, we are going to take a little break because we've got to go see family and we've got to do things and get ourselves back in LA. Steven is actually taking off. Steven, you want to tell us where you're going? Uh, I'm going to be, whoa, jumped in there. Um, I, uh, I'm going to be in uh, Australia and New Zealand uh, on tour with my favorite murder. Wow. Uh, for those who don't. Oh, that's a, you guys have a budget. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be, um, I mean, because I, you know, the, this is just a surreal thing where it's like, we're going to be doing a show at the Sydney Opera House where you did Timeless. Yeah. Uh, a lot. We're going to have our show no, there. No, I, I didn't I didn't do Timeless in the Opera House. I did it in the stadium. It's a much bigger Oh house. shit. It's a well, well, house. well. Okay. well. 50,000 football seated stadium. Okay. That is incredible. Sorry, um, I would we would never perform in a small theater respect, like the Opera. Of course, respect, of course. Respect. Of course. But it's just yeah, it's going to be we're going to be doing seven shows in 10 days and yeah, it's going to be crazy and wild and down under and uh, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah. Why? Why don't you get this for us? Ooh, I mean, you know, it's, it takes time, and you got to do a know. lot of. You got to, you know, you have to have 
a lot of paleo secrets. Yes, exactly. You got it to, in order to get okay. to Australia. Well, I mean, you guys Christine. didn't. You guys haven't killed anybody yet either. So true. Well, Shit. Christine, we're cha- we're changing our show to my favorite worst murder. <laughs> Maybe you should just murder. And then we could be on their show, and then, you know, there would be a trial, and then I could follow the trial and try to get in, and then we could just do an entire, like, a whole podcast just about that. Full-blown crossover. But no, don't murder. That's, I don't want you to murder. It's probably not good. No. (laughs) For ratings. No, no. No, probably not, in in retrospect. Um, Are you guys going to have O.J. Simpson as a guest at some point? I mean, what a guest. My gosh, can you imagine? Yeah. I feel like I think, he's avail- I think it's available in October. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Truth. I'm going to mark that down so we know. I just hope you come back with an Australian accent via Madonna. Ooh, I I'd like love- you to have just, just like, um, you know, just a little slight. Just, I, I, yeah. how you going? Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit like that, Stephen. How where, you going? Where people, Stephen, where people, Stephen, do, you li- do, you, do you like calamari? Uh, yeah, I do. Is there a... the calamari in, in Australia is amazing. Oh, okay. I was going to ask if you had a recommendation. And also, also, you need to go get a meat pie from Four and Twenty. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He loves himself a meat pie. Oh yeah, I ate meat Love pies meat when pie. I lived in New Zealand uh, when I was in college. Yeah, delicious. Oh, you're gonna have so much fun. So yeah, just so you guys know, we'll see you again after this sometime in in October. Um, I do want to switch gears quickly though, because uh, I want to talk about an email we received from somebody who mm-hmm. after hearing our episode in which I talked about my co-star Angela Watson and that oh, whole yeah. craziness, which by the way, if you haven't heard that in our break, you should go back and listen to some of these earlier episodes. Cause there's some, there's some choice gems of stories. Um, but long story short, um, she basically uh, at the end of our seven year run of step-by-step kind of, did some very odd things and then as we were very close and then she basically like never talked to me again for no reason. Um, but it, it was odd and you know, I talked about it on the podcast, but then somebody wrote us and sent a YouTube link, um, of her on recently on a, I think it was Minneapolis, maybe a Midwest local news program. And she was on to talk about her charity, which is great. Um, and I believe they were giving, uh, they had like a van and they were giving mammograms out, uh, free mammograms to women in the community, which is awesome. But at the top of, it was so cringeworthy in the beginning of the interview, because at the top of the interview, they show a clip from step by step. You know how they do on the news when they show the clip and then the person, the news anchor is talking over the clip and says something like, you would remember her from step by step. She played Karen Foster. Uh, she's coming here today to talk about her new charity, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the clip was of her and I. And I'm like, me as Al, I'm like trying to zip her jeans up, I think, with like um, a pair of pliers or something, like just something just ridiculous. And uh, so the clip ends and the anchor is like, welcome, Angela Watson. And Angela goes, oh, <laughs> I don't even know where you found that clip. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Like Something like that. She literally acted like she didn't know what the show was and had never seen it before and didn't know who I was. It wasn't like, oh yeah, it was a long time ago. It was really, oh, it was really fun. Or, oh yeah, no, what a, what a great, or, or, or not even just say anything, but to be like, I don't know what that is. I was like, ah, <laughs> once again, once again. Anyway, so fascinating. Um, I was going to ask you, um, have we heard any good news about uh, Hollywood Darlings? We have heard some good news about Hollywood Darlings. I guess I can share it with you guys. Um. Yes, we got picked up for season two. Woo! We're super excited. And uh, all three of us are super excited. We're working out details now because we have to sort of work around Fuller House schedule with Jody and all that stuff. But I think we're going to be shooting this fall and we will probably come out with another season around the same time next year um probably april on the pop network and we're doing uh yeah it's it's going to be pretty much the same show that it was but i think we're going to be changing a few things up tonally um which i'm really excited oh, about i'm yeah. sure i'm be involved in that i think there might be some you know some more sort of some darker comedy and 
Uh, we might go, you know, with some edgier storylines. So I think people are going to be, yeah, I think it'll be exciting. And we're, we're all three thrilled. So yeah, that's cool. Um, I want to get back to a piece of footage that we had from your episode, Allah. It, we actually, what? there was so much good stuff when you talked about your brother and, you know, your, right. your upbringing. And I mean, it was really fascinating. My mom actually had a question. Can I oh, ask you did? something? Yeah. Go ahead. So my mom uh, wanted to know if you became a naturalized citizen since you weren't actually born here and how that happened. Yeah, I, I became, because I, I, I told you I came to the United States 15 days later. Right. So I became a naturalized citizen. It was the 70s. So it was just a little easier to get, you know, become a citizen here. Right. So I became a naturalized citizen. My parents ended up being citizens. Obviously, Khaled was a citizen because he was born here. And my right. sister, Lubna, was a citizen for But you want to hear a really sad story? Yes. So, like, when I was in elementary school, we were living in, I think at that time, we were living in, in Richardson, Texas, which is like a suburb outside of Dallas. Yeah. Um, and I was at school. We had to write a report on what we wanted to be when we grow up. And I, my report was, I wanted to be the president of the United States. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Well, I read it out loud, and in front of the class, my teacher says, you can't be the president of the United States. You weren't born here. And I was devastated. Wow. Way yeah. to kill your dreams. It's a little early to be killing those dreams, I think. I know, but it was Texas. I was, we, we, they still paddled. You know what I mean? I went to private school, Christian academy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Muslim kid and a Christian, but my parents wanted to put me in like the best schools they could. You know, that was part of moving to America. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, but they had the demerit system, paddling, you name it, they did it. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was so funny. My mom, you know, because she listens to the podcast and she was, that was something that she asked me. She was like really into your story and wanted to know how that came to be. And like, yeah, well, what's this? And I have dual citizenship because when you're born oh. in Peru, you're automatically a Peruvian citizen. I have I have a Peruvian passport from when I was a baby. I still have it. All I have to do is renew it. Um, oh, and I cool. can have both passports. Yeah. When was the last time you were in Peru? Um, when I was born. <laughs> oh, so you haven't been back. No, I haven't been back. It's on my bucket list, though. Hey. I'm just, you I, know what? I'm scared of the mosquitoes and things. Okay, well, how about this? I got I got an offer for you. After uh -huh. I decide whether I'm having another baby or not, okay, so I can get the whole Zika of it all out of the way, Yeah. Um, I think you and I should go to Peru because I've always wanted to go to Peru. And you can like find my birth date, birthplace? Yes, place? and I think you and I, we could like, we could go down there. You could kind of like protect me. Because I think they prefer people who, you know, look like they maybe actually live there and you were born there. Um, because it can be kind of a dangerous place. But there's so many cool things to see there. Not the least of including the Nazca lines, which I've always wanted to see. And the, we have the Nazca lines. Do you know what those are? Yeah. So from the air, there are these like ancient drawings that were basically done on the land. And there's no real explanation for them. Other than some people think it was a UFO. Some people think it was the ancient people. It, it, they're like, they're very mystical. And they're sort of like one of the wonders of the world. But you have to be in an airplane to see them. Well, listen, I don't like to fly, Christine. You know this. Okay, but it's the Nazca lines. By the way, did you notice that my brother went on his first flight? No. Like a couple weeks ago? Yeah. He's never flown before? He hasn't flown in about 15 to 20 years. Because he's scared? Yeah. Did he get hypnotized? I don't know what he did. No, he did it for, according to his Snapchat or Instagram. He did it for Assad. Oh, okay. Because Assad's flying private now. <laughs> so well, he's flying with. He's well, flying he's an executive producer. Private. I mean, of course he yeah. has to fly private. He's yeah. an executive record yeah. producer. He's ten months old. You know, so he has places it's, to be. It's so funny. This reminds me. Of, I just want to just because of everything that my brother has and the kid has now. And what we grew up with just reminds me of like our Christmas. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I mean, you can go back to the perusing and your vacation that you created. Um, but um, it just reminds, I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, huh, 
this kid, he shows up to set, by the way, in Gucci head to toes, Gucci sandals, the whole, like, it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. I didn't even know they make yeah. Gucci for 10-month-olds. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, So I'm, like, thinking, going, God, Kat and I, like, we had, like, when we lived in New Orleans, we had, I mean, I'll, I'll show you the house that we lived in. I still have a picture of it. Yeah. Um, we... We, because we're Islam. Did I tell you this story at all? What Christmas story? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, because 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 we're Islam, we don't celebrate Christmas. But as kids and growing up in the United States, and at that age, you don't understand why we're not celebrating Christmas. Like, right. like telling me that it's a religious thing doesn't mean shit to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course. Well, Santa is not religious. Just right. just to be clear. But, okay. But my parents, we never had a Christmas tree. We never had any of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well. One of my uncles on my mother's side is a little more Americanized. Um, he'd been in the country longer, you know, and he, and his wife was pretty much raised in the United States. You know, she's Arabic. Mm-hmm. And so they came to visit us one, uh, one night, but Cal and I were sleeping. And when we woke up, there was a tree with toys under it. Oh, my gosh. And it was the first time we ever had Christmas. And I remember the toys exactly. We got Lincoln logs. We yeah. got this like like plastic like basketball player that had his hand up like to the side that held the ball, and you pushed his head and it threw the ball. Right. <laughs> I got an evil Knievel, and I got a bionic man. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I remember as, like like as, but I remember when we walked into the room because we had been sleeping. We walked out. We saw the tree. We we both looked at each other, and we thought we were like looked at each other. And we said. <gasps> Oh my God, we were good this year. We were finally good. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. And how old were you? Um, it was New Orleans. I had to be like, I was in kindergarten and he was like, I, I had to be like six or seven. Maybe I was in first grade. He had to be like four. Because you had been hearing from all your friends, well, if you're good, Santa brings you gifts. And in your family, well, that wasn't necessarily right. the case, right. but you kept waiting right. to be good. Yeah, so we kept trying to be good, and we're like, why aren't we getting presents, right? And then another thing is that also, and I think this is why we became performers, to be honest with you, is that at, during that time, this is how backward the school system was with for kids, not anything like it is now, right? Yeah. At that time, you would go back to school after the Christmas break, and you would stand up in front of the class and tell them what you got for Christmas. Right, right. Right, and so I would make up shit like you. I would say, "Yeah, we got a boat and a horse." And, uh, you know, I would like totally make up stuff because I was like, "You don't want to be the I, odd person know? out." If it's like, "Yeah, we don't celebrate Christmas," everyone would be like, "Ew, you're weird." Yeah, I think for every yeah. kid, there's that one Christmas. It's like when the magic is still really there that you will will ever stick in your mind. Like for me. For you, it was probably that because it was the first one. And the, it's just magic. The tree and the things. And it's just, it all seems like, oh my gosh, what's happening? For me, it was the year I got a bike. And that, that bike oh, yeah. was underneath the tree. And I was like, <gasps> like it was, it was so exciting. Although, I, and I thought I might be getting a bike. And I was really intent on which one I wanted. We went to Toys R Us and I think my parents kind of... You know, we tried a few out and they were like, hmm, well, we'll see what Santa brings you. You know, one of those things. And oh, right. the one I wanted was like the black BMX boys bike. And that's the one I wanted. And Santa brought me, of course, the pink Huffy with the tassels. And I I loved the bike, but I was really embarrassed to ride it. I did not like that it was pink. I wanted like <laughs> the boy bike, but that was like not... I, it was like not acceptable or something. I don't know. But it was still, I mean, I will, I'll always remember that. Um, okay, I want to get, we had some stuff that we talked about also in your podcast that we never got to. And I, there's a whole story sort of about your medical stuff and uh, your uh, cancer story. So I, uh, yeah. I want to like, um, I want to switch gears and I want to go back to that found footage really quick because um, it's, it's an incredible story. And uh, and I think our viewers might like to hear it. Yeah, and as a note to that story, men, if you're listening to this, you should check yourself. Check your balls. 
Mm-hmm. Check yourself. Check yourself before and you wreck yourself. Because it, it, it happens between the ages of 15 and 35 is, when, is that window. Yeah. So if you're listening to this right now, just, just put your hand down there. Just kind of feel for something. Feel you're it. in your car at a stoplight. No shame. Just, you know. Two-finger roll. Roll it around in two fingers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And while and you listen to this, then do, you'll know. As you're doing it, shout out Allah. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll forever stick in your mind and haunt your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's some found footage. We'll be right back. Then I found out... Huh, this is where it gets hairy. Okay. No I love intended. a hairy. I love a hairy moment. It's 11 years ago. Uh-huh. I was 33. Okay. I've been working, blah, blah, blah. I... Uh, it's stuff slow down and I went to update my insurance and get my own PPO because SAG insurance, I was going to not lose it, but I wasn't going to get what I was like. I was, it was when the premium thing came. Yep. Remember we didn't pay premiums in the beginning yes, of SAG? Yes, I remember. So All I like, the, it used to be amazing. You'd bank so much and then your insurance was, was just free. 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 It was unbelievable. Well, then they changed the whole insurance thing. And, I was and like, it's still really good for what right. you pay, but yeah. So I was like, I have to get my own, I want to get my own PPO, blah, blah, blah. So I called Blue Cross Blue yep. Shield. That week, I find a lump in my testicle. <laughs> but the only reason I knew what it was was when I was 17. I just graduated high school or 18 mm-hmm. I just graduated high school I found a lump in the same testicle I ended up having I, I ended up pretending we had a family doctor he was still my pediatrician yeah right of course so I I pretended to have the flu when I found the lump I pretended to have the flu to my parents so they'd make an appointment for me with my regular doctor. Why? Because you were scared to say what it was? So, yeah, I was like, it was like private parts. Okay. And I was like, I'm still a kid. You know, essentially, I'm just graduating high school. You have to remember, I'm like, just go through, I've just gone through puberty my senior year. So you don't even know really what's happening. No, I'm just thinking it's, oh, it's some kind of, they'll just take a needle and suck it out, whatever the <laughs> lump is. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, I don't. I'm naive, so they're like, "You don't seem so." I go, "No, I have, feel like I'm getting the flu." But I make an appointment. Make an appointment. So I make it, and I'm driving, so I can like, okay, you go to your doctor. Da, da, da. So I remember it was in Sand Lake, Sand Lake Medical Center in Orlando, and I had wait for my regular doctor. He's like, "What's going on?" And he takes my temperature. The whole thing goes, "You seem fine." I go, "Well, actually, I found a lump, and I'm a little nervous about. It. Can you just check it?" And he's like, mm-hmm. "Sure." So I pull my pants down. And he feels it. He goes, okay, uh, I'm going to recommend you to a urologist and you have to go right away. So, okay. So he recommends me to the urologist. Good for you for having the, like, foresight to even I'm know. I'm still in my head, don't even know. I'm thinking yeah, but it's just not a big, to I'm know it's like a pimple. I get it, but just to know that you should have it checked. <laughs> right. Well, I was nervous. Yeah. So I go, a urologist, what's that? You know, he's like, he handles that area and you should just look at it because you never know. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So he recommends it. He makes, he calls, has him, you know. So I go that week without my parents knowing by myself. You are so crazy. Why do you do that stuff? I'm just independent. Like, it's like, that's You don't want I, anyone to know anything. It's not that I don't want to know anything. It's just I don't want to disappoint people. Like, I don't want to freak my parents out. My parents are very emotional. Okay. Like, they might. So like, you don't want to say it until you know what it is. Until I know what it is. Like, okay. I, you know, I don't want to freak them out. All right. So I go, and this is the time. This is like 1990. Yeah. So they don't have, it's not like the technology is not what it is today. Right. Yeah. So it's like he feels and he goes, yeah, I mean, it's like it's probably benign, but in the area that at the exact location it is, it's probably cancer. So <gasps> this is what he tells me. He goes, so we're going to have to like we're going to have to have surgery and, re- and do a biopsy of it. And I'm like, what? He's like, uh, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, we should probably do this next week. I'm like, what? So I go, OK. And he goes, let's schedule it. And I schedule a fucking surgery without my parents knowing <laughs> Oh, my God. So then I go, okay. So now I have to call. And I have to go home. And I'm waiting and for my. Explain about the flu. Right, right. So I'm in tears in my car, like sitting outside the doctor's office going, what the fuck? I'm going to die. You know? Oh, yeah. So I get to my house and my parents get home from work. And I go, I need to talk to you. And they're like, what's wrong? I go, I have to have surgery next week. And they're like, 
What happened with the flu? No, they're screaming. My mom starts hitting her, crying. You know, that's oh, how we're very God. emotional. Like, they're Arabic. So, yeah. like, you don't know when, when we mourn, we mourn, right? Okay. Yeah. So, I tell my parents, and they're like, what's... I go, it's a lump. They don't know what it is. I have to have a biopsy. Da, da, da. So... I end up having the surgery, and at that time, what they did was see. Now they do ultrasounds. Yes, right. What they did was they cut you like right above, like right below your belly, but Ugh. above your like yeah, groin, private growing area, and they cut a slit. They pull the testicle fr- from the out inside. They okay. remove the lump. They test yep. it if it's it. cancerous, and they remove the testicle completely. Stephen is covering his face as if that's going to help anything. Well, just so There's you nothing know, visual here, Steve. men. From the age of fifty of fifteen to thirty five, should always do a self check with your testicles. Steven, start feeling your balls. That's the age range where it happens. And everybody, it, right now, if you are a man, I want you to just start feeling yourself. So it's the thing is, it's just very put your cu- hands it's down very your pants, curable by you're the driving. way, guys. But you need to catch it. Got to catch it. Put your hands down your pants right now. And just feel your testicle. You're driving, whatever. No one can see you. Just put, just, just check it out. Just roll your check testicle. Take your thumb and your. Is this your index finger? That's correct. Your thumb and your index finger, and just roll the testicle around. Just feel for a lump. If there's anyway, any abnormalities, you should definitely get. So them I get the Continue. surgery. I get the. I get the surgery. They pull the testicle. They do the. It's, okay. It's a benign calcium deposit. Great. They put the testicle back in. And you're fine. I'm fine. I remember waking up and going. Do I have my balls? And they're like, you have both your balls. Everything was negative. You're fine. I ended up going to Disney that week with the Musketeers. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's a small incision or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Outpatient surgery. Mm-hmm. No, I was in there for two days. Were you? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is 90, remember. Okay. Okay. So. Cut two years later. Two years? No. Two years uh, later. Cut to age 33. Yep. 11 years later. I mean, 11 years ago, mm-hmm. I just got the insurance with Blue Cross, the new PPO. It's been a week. I happened to be, I was showering and I felt like a little lump. Same testicle, <gasps> same area. And I'm in my head going, oh. I know what this is. It's benign calcium deposit. No right. biggie. But I just got new insurance. <laughs> so I'm going to test it out. I'm going to go to the best urologist in town. <laughs> you know, like I'm yeah. like. Why not? It's free. Right, you know, right. <laughs> like, so I call Cedars, like, I need a urologist. And they're like, okay, what can we have? I go, I found a lump in my testicle. But I even say, I go, I'm almost, I've had this issue before when I was 18. I'm almost sure it's a benign calcium deposit. And I'm thinking, oh, with technology today, it's not going to be an issue. They'll, f- they'll find it. Right. They're like, okay, we'll schedule you, blah, blah, blah. So I go, I meet the doctor. He's like, yeah, let's take a look. And he does the, Ultra, he does an ultrasound on my testicle mm-hmm. and his eyes grow a little bigger and he goes, okay, yeah, I see it. Okay. Hmm. I want you, we have a better ra- um, tech radiology. radiology x-ray department down the street that I'm going to just, I'm going to put in a prescription in for you to go there and get, so I can get a better view. It's like, okay, is everything okay? He goes, yeah, I think so. Everything's fine. Don't worry. Just, you know. So I go walk to the building like two doors down and I go and I have you know give them the prescription like okay come sit down and then they bring me in they have an x-ray tech a radiology tech mm-hmm. and they do the ultrasound and mm-hmm. I'm like and he's recording it and he's like what do you what do you see and I, I go what do you see he goes well I can't tell you I have to, the doctor has to let you know and I go well is there something going on he goes I just I can't say I go I'm just doing the recording and uh, I'll have to let you know I go okay and I, at that point I'm like a little panicked I'm like this is getting weird so he goes alright we're done we're gonna send over the um, x-rays results, and yeah. the results and we'll send it to the doctor and then you know he'll set up a follow up and when I was like okay I get in my car, not even 15 minutes later, I remember turning from, I'm on Santa Monica Boulevard headed towards Wilshire, mm-hmm. and I get a call from Cedar Cyanide, and it's mm. the doctor, and he goes, yeah, it's it's 99% cancer, we're going to have to have surgery and remove <gasps> the testicle, and I'm like, what? I'm in the car, by the way. I go, what'd you say? He goes, it's, I'm 100, he goes, I'm pretty sure it's cancer, so we need to get rid of it, we can just remove the testicle. And I go, what? 
So now I'm flipping out. Oh I'm going to die. I have cancer. I have cancer. I literally have, which by the way, for those of you who don't have cancer and those of you who have cancer, you'll understand that that C word is the scariest word yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a physical disease. It will mentally kill you if you don't fight it mentally as yes. well as physically. Of course. So I go, okay, but they can't 100% say it's cancer until they remove it. Okay. So now I have to tell my parents Mm. that they think I have cancer. So I remember my father is, I go, I need, I need a couple days. Let me figure, I tell the doctor, I need a couple days. Let me figure out when I can set this appointment. He goes, well, Mm. I would do it sooner than later because we, you know, it's just safest to do that. I said, don't worry. I remember my father was coming to Vegas to do the magic show, which magic is the men's apparel mart. Okay. They had clothing store still. And he comes, Oh, my uncles come. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything to my parents. I'm going to fly to Vegas without them knowing. And I'm just going to show up. I'm going to tell him in person that he's going to have to change his ticket, fly back with me because I'm going to schedule the surgery the day after magic. So he's already on the West coast. So it's going to be a lot easier. Okay. And that way I don't tell him on the phone. They're not going to stress for a week. Yeah. 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 So I call the doctor. I meet with them. I have my friends come and just go through the whole thing. I go, this is the day I want to do it. I'm going to bring my father back so he's here and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I fly. By, by the way, oh my, my friend Myrna, who's the one with the home invasion, she's the one who told me about the home invasion when um, I was in yeah. New York. She's the one that right. called me. She lives in Vegas. Okay. So Great. I call her. I say, I'm coming to Vegas. My parents don't know. And I'm about to just be yeah. there for me. Yeah. So I get to the Paris Hotel. I'm almost sure it was the Paris Hotel. Yeah, Paris Hotel. <laughs> oh, my God. And my dad's with all his brothers. And they're walking, smoking cigarettes, the whole bit. And I'm like, Dad. He's like, Hola. What are you doing here? What's going on? What's wrong? What are you doing here? And I go, nothing. I, hey, Ammo. And I'm kissing all my... Ammo in Arabic is uncle. Uh-huh. And I'm kissing all my uncles on the cheek. And blah, blah, blah. blah. Nice to see you. And I go... Can I talk to you for two seconds over here? I just want to talk to you for a second. It's like, yeah, okay, what's going on? I go, I just thought I'd surprise you to help you because I know it's going to be a lot of work. He's like, okay, good. But he knows I'm like, I'm so close to Vegas. So I was like, yeah, I just came. So I go, here's the deal. Are you like outside by the par- by the fountain? No, we're you at the, like a slot machine. No, we're at the coffee shop in the Paris. Okay. Like right th- there's like a little diner coffee yep. shop. And I said, here's what's happening. I go, remember when I had the lump and when I was 18 in Orlando, well, they found another one and I have to have, and they think it's cancer and I have to have surgery. I have to have it removed. I have to have the testicle removed. So you're not flying home back to Florida. You're flying to LA with me. I'm having the surgery. It's I'm there for 24 hours and then you'll take me to Palm Springs and I'll stay with my cousin who lives in Palm Springs and then you can fly out, but I have to, Get have this a surgeon, done, yeah. so I want you to be there. He's like, "Don't worry." So I see. He goes, "Can I tell your uncles?" I said, "Yeah." I just want—I don't want you to—I want you to understand that I, you know, what's yeah. going on. I didn't want to tell you over the phone. Yeah. So he's upset. You could tell, yeah. but he was like trying to hold it in. And I tell my uncle, I go, "So because he went," I said, "You should come with my dad." So my uncle Kareem came with my dad, and they stayed with me at the hospital. I had the testicle removed. Mm-hmm. I had a prosthetic put in. Metal? No, it's uh, silicone. Silicone, got it. Same weight. Uh, same size. They ask you what size you want. Oh, you can choose. Like and the first thing I said, does the insurance take care of it? And they're like, yes. And You're I like, go, great. Then I want it to match perfectly. <laughs> which I regret getting, by the way. The silicone. The fake testicle period. Why? The prosthetic. Because it feels like a rubber ball is in your... They keep saying it's, it'll soften up with time. And it hasn't. It doesn't. No. It's so it's it like feels a, weird? No. It's like it's just... It's a, like, it feels like something you could take out of your scrotum uh-huh. and throw it against the wall. It'll bounce back. Oh, then, God. Yeah. It's a rubber ball. So you would rather just have like no... No, because from what I hear, it's like most people have one testicle. You wouldn't even know they had one testicle. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, honestly, if you're really down there, like, are you really looking? Like, it's really, it's a very intimate part. Right. So. So then I have the surgery. My father drives me to Palm Springs. I stay with my cousins for a couple weeks. And then I get the results. Mm -hmm. And it's cancer. Yeah. So now I know officially it's cancer. 
My dad calls me and goes, did you get results? I'm like, yep, it's 100% cancer. He's devastated. So now I have to like go for my follow-up and get a radiologist. And yep. so they recommend, so I go to this place in Beverly Hills. They do all my blood work. And with testicular cancer, it's pretty simple. It's like five weeks of radiation, five days a week. Okay. In the area, and that's it. Yeah. There's no chemo involved because it's stage one. Okay. Because um, you caught it so early. I caught it so early. That's why I say to everyone from the age of men, from age of 15 to 35, that's the that's the age range. You should mm-hmm. definitely check yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. So I do the radiologist. So I go to the the oncologist. He does all the blood work. He recommends the radiologist near my house. Um. He's like, so you'll start this on. It's like Thursday. He's like, you'll start this on Monday. It'll be five days a week, five weeks. Got I it. Said okay. Um. Then. I get a call from the radiologist. Come here, baby. Come here, sweet, sweet. Georgia just entered. Georgia, we're talking. We're talking cancer, guys. Um, hi. So I get a call from the oncologist that afternoon, saying you can't go to your, you can't get radiation. And I go, what? He goes, do not go to the radiologist. On Monday, you need to come back to my office tomorrow and I'll explain it to you. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I go back the next day, goes, we were looking at your lab work and the type of tumor that you have is called a teratoma. And it's not like a normal tumor. It, radiation could spread. If there's cancer cells left, it could, in your system, it will spread the cancer. This is a very rare tumor. So That's I'm like, bad. so I'm like, what do I do? They go, well, you have two options. One is you can get checked every two months for the next five years, which means like CT scans, blood work, the, you know, the barium, the barium, the barium that you have to drink to like, so, and, I, and then wait two or three days after that for two months to find out if you have cancer or not, which is not worth it. And I go, what's the other option? He goes, well, there's a surgery that you can do where they do a, check all the lymph nodes to see if there's any spreading. If it doesn't, if it hadn't spread, you're pretty much in the clear and you'll get checked like a normal cancer patient once right. every six months for the first, um, once every three months for the first year, then six months for the next two years. Yeah. And then once a year after the third year for till the fifth year. And I wow. said, okay, here's the only thing is that you with this surgery it's very invasive and there is a like 60% chance that you won't ejaculate and you won't be able to have kids oh I'm like what he goes so you'd probably have to freeze your sperm and and he goes but do you know the actor Tom Green (laughs) and I go uh yeah he goes well at the time he was married to Drew Barrymore right he had the same exact tumor that I did, same testicle. Whoa. And there's testicle w- twins. There's one set there's one surgeon who has perfected the surgery in the country who it made it one percent chance where you wow. won't get to ejaculate. Wow. But it's a much longer surgery and you are out for a lot longer. It's a bigger deal. deal. Yeah. He goes, but I think you're a candidate, and it's at USC Norris, and I'm going to recommend you, and you meet with him and see what you think. Oh, my gosh. So I met with him. Lovely man. His name was Dr. John Stein. Shout out. Well, I'll get to that part. Okay. <laughs> so he it, – it was – the surgery was so experimental because there wasn't – like I said, it was a rare tumor. Yeah. So I was – they wanted to – he was like, you're – I want to do the surgery on you. So I was like, I don't know. And it went through it with me. It's like a seven-hour procedure. Wow. They break a rib. They, I have you get. I had over forty staples. They cut you like a S shape. They take yep. everything out. Oh God. Oh and God. Yeah, you're you're in ICU for two days. You're in the hospital for at least a week, and you're on your back for two months. Wow. It was a lot to think about. 
So I postponed, I would go like once every month to meet with him and talk about it more and get more information. And I postponed it for like six months before I decided. He gave me, knowing that I was an actor, he gave me every actor's number and name that he did the surgery on from all over the country. So I called a guy and she goes, you call all these people. They'll talk to you and tell you what it's like so you can know exactly what to experience. You know, experience. Wow. So I like would call like this theater actor from Chicago. I'm like, hey, Dr. John Stein, give me your number. I'm, I'm contemplating having the surgery. He tells me. And every time I call somebody, they tell me one more thing that he never told me that they experienced. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh, God. Now what? But finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So I went. Did you talk to Tom Green? I never talked to Tom Green. Okay. So the one, the um, even though it was a one percent chance I wouldn't ejaculate, I still went and froze my sperm. Yeah. Just to have it. Right. Which I'm going to be auctioning off at some point. Um, Popsicle status. Mm-hmm. Well, I was 33, okay. so those were, that was young sperm. <laughs> And, if any um, of our listeners want to have any, you know, get in on this so bidding. I ended up having the surgery. I got 40 staples. <gasps> I have a scar that's an S shape uh-huh. on my body. Was in ICU for two days. Spent a week literally with the doctor and all his like students that would come every single wow. day for like three times a day. You were kind of like an experimental case. I was like case. a guinea pig. And I also signed off to USC Norris to use my results and my testing for their lab studies and all that. Wow. And I would go, I after the fact, I'd go back and let them like do more testing. Right. And, you know, for the schooling. So I was getting... I end up going to get my hair colored and cut in Studio City. And randomly, my hairdresser, her boyfriend, had the same tumor. <gasps> same surgeon, Dr. John Stein. Oh, my God. So every four months when I would get my hair color, we'd talk about his appointment and right. my appointment. Right. You're clear. I'm clear. Blah, 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 blah. Well, one time I went in there and she goes, hey. And I was like, hey. And we're, she's doing my hair. And she goes, so you heard about Dr. Stein? And I go, what? No. And I go, my appointment's not for another like six months. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't, oh no. I go, what happened? She goes, he died. No. This man was in his 40s. Four kids. <gasps> my dad sent him suits after my surgery from the store oh. and said, like, would like, you saved my son's life and would just send him suits right away. Oh, my God. Like, he was like a lovely man. And I go, what are you talking about? She goes, you didn't, they didn't call you? And I go, no, what happened? He died of a staph infection. No. On a plane to Miami. No. He was going to do a conference to talk about what he does, and he got some sort of staph infection, and his legs swelled up on the plane. By the time they landed, they rushed him to the emergency room, but he had died on the way. Oh, my God. That's tragic. So it was like, it was nuts. I mean, I was like, what the fuck? And I still had like two more years of checkups with them. So... Anyway, there was another – so the doctor that taught him how to come out of reac- re- retirement, and there was another doctor that was doing it. His name is Dr. Da- Dashamond at USC Norris. So he ended up taking my case, and that oh was it. Oh, my God. But yeah, can you fucking believe that? No, of all things. 40s, died all of things. a staph infection from the hospital. That's tragic. But saved your life and saved countless my life. others. Yeah. Hi. That's right. I could say hi these days. Man, well, you are one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Really? And now I'm fucking doing a podcast with you. <laughs> How many years like are you cancer-free now? Uh, 11 years. Wow, shit. Congratulations. Yeah, so I don't have to go anymore. After 10 years, you don't have right. to go. Right, after 10 years that you're, it's considered you're kind of done. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I'm glad that you are cancer-free, my friend. That's a really crazy story. I remember when that was happening to you. Oh, yeah, you do? Yeah. I remember when you, because I hadn't seen you for a really long time. And then I, someone had told me, I had heard from someone that you had cancer. And I was like, what? He's so young. You know, and, uh, and that it was going to be fine. Everything was fine. But I remember you telling me you had just had the surgery and had, you had recovered, but you, you showed me your scar. It's gnarly. Yeah. It's forever. I tell everyone it's a shark bite. <laughs> Way cooler. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, I'm happy that yeah. things have, you know, things are really, it's, it's amazing. Even with my mother-in-law, you know, my mom is a breast cancer survivor. Um, my mother-in-law has battled lymphoma is currently in remission, knock on wood. Um, but it's amazing the stuff that they continue to come up with. You saw that whole documentary about the people like in being injected with like scarlet fever and AIDS virus and stuff, and how that was actually eating the cancer. I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it. I heard about it. Oh, it's and I was fascinating. Like, oh my god, it's fascinating. You got to watch it. Yeah. It's on Vice. It's so interesting. Um, crazy. Well, speaking of health and wellness, I have one story I do want to share before we depart. I was reminded of this the other day. Um, because I've been really trying to like get back into, you know, working out and stuff and it's hard when you have a kid. I just, I don't have any time. Um, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying my best. And my husband, as my husband always says, if you want it, you got to go get it. If you want it, you got to get it, which means if you want it bad enough, don't, don't complain about it because you can always get up at 5am and go running. Uh, I, anyway. I think we all know what it means. Thanks for the explanation. Well, you know, it's yeah, all right. Anyway. Um, so I was reminded of this story. I went to Santa Monica, I think for an audition or something. And, you know, sometimes you drive all that way out to the beach and you just like kind of want to avoid some traffic on the way home. So I usually keep a bag of workout clothes in my car for this very reason. In case I'm like, I don't want to sit in an hour and a half of traffic. You know what? I'm going to get a quick run in. I'm by the beach. Like, why not do like a beach? I'm never by the beach. So why not do a beach run? So a couple years ago. So I, um... I change into my clothes and I start running along, you know, Ocean Avenue and it's beautiful and I'm looking at all of the, um, you know, the, the beach and the palm trees and whatever and I kind of go down this like funny little road and I come back up the side and I see that there's a path like through this sort of wooded area and mm-hmm. this is this is like near a neighborhood. I mean, it's near like a high-rise apartment building but it's sort of like um, off the side of the road where and I thought it was like a nature trail. So I'm like, ooh, nature trail looks cool. I have headphones in. I'm listening to music. I start running on this nature trail, and I get mm, pretty deep in. I would say at least 50, 75 yards in, and I suddenly realize it has become a homeless den. I'm running into a homeless den. I'm running inside of a homeless den. There were (laughs) – I'm, like, running, and I see – like I, like, kind of, like, do, like, a double take, and there's, like, a dude kind of, like, laying – I'm like, oh, 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 okay, you know, all right. No, I mean, no judgment, you know, lay where you got to lay. And then I keep going, I keep going, and then I see a guy on my right, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm running in a homeless den. And I just figure, well, just run through it because, you know, you don't want to stop at this point. It'll come out the other side. And as I – and now I'm, like, picking up speed. And as I run around the corner, there is a bulky um, figure laying in the path. I don't know if it's a person underneath a blanket. I don't know if it's a dead person. I don't know if it's an animal under a blanket. I don't know if it's just a bunch of blankets. I have no idea. So I'm like, oh, my God, I now have to hurdle my, like, I'm getting panicked. I'm like, I have to do a hurdle over this person, and I just have to keep running. So I I don't know what to do. I'm by myself. I'm freaking out. It's kind of dark inside this enclave because it's all wooded and covered so i just start like sprinting i hurdle over the blanket and i and i continue to go and then i realize like i don't think that there is like a way out i i actually don't know where this path goes and i'm now realizing what a stupid idea this is i'm like okay i have to turn around i have to turn around just turn around just turn around go back the way you came this is not good this is not relaxing i'm not looking at the beach right now this is a bad idea working out is a bad idea so I, t- I turn around, I like sprint down the wooded path. I hurdle over the homeless man again. I like go past one of the, the homeless guys on the, on the left who I'd previously seen, who now I realize is jacking off, thank you very much, to basically the back of the LA Weekly, like where there's the ads for like the oil me, call me girls. He's just like oh, right. totally whacking off. And I'm like, <gasps> and then he, re- he sees that I'm behind him and he's like, oh, like that. And then, you know, the guy who's sleeping wakes up. I mean, it was it was not good. I got out, thank God. But yeah, um, don't run into homeless dens, people. Not when you're not, it's not, you don't need to, don't work out there. They don't want you. And well, it's, it, it, that's exactly what you don't do is run into homeless dens. Yeah, well, I thought it was a nature walk. I didn't know. I mean, but gotta, yeah, but you got to know where you're going to be, you know, or go with someone and you're by yourself. Yeah. 
Okay, well, that's scary and dangerous. Okay, don't you watch was, any I, CNN headline news? Yeah, but I'm running in Santa Monica. Forensic files. I, I didn't. I had no idea that it was a homeless den. Yeah. Anyway, don't that was my, my worst. favorite murder. Yeah, it's my worst workout ever. Definitely. Well, that's funny you should say this because I um. This is like about 17 years ago, but when we were in South Africa, uh, in Cape Town. Yeah. We were shooting on location uh, in this town called Stellenbosch. Yeah, I know like Stellenbosch. College, yeah, it's a wine country, and it's also like a big college town. I went with my parents. What a romantic oh, that's right. trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Stellenbosch. Yeah. Well, in Stellenbosch area, the driver was like, I want to show you something. I was like, okay, what's going on? So we went and drove down this like, big, it's like this big road, right? But two, that's two-way, right? Um, and there's lots of trees on on the um, on the sides. It's like really green and mm-hmm. lush, and and it's a wide road. Mm-hmm. And he's like driving really slow, and you'll see like um, you'll see like a mattress, right? And then oh. someone pops up, somebody pops up in lingerie and stands out out of the tree. Oh yeah. And then you'll go, oh yeah, it's called Whore Alley. Oh yeah. And they like hide in the thing, and then like truck drivers will come, and the prostitutes will like pop up when they see a tr- you know when they I know. see a car coming up. It's hilarious. I was like, wow. I know. You know what? The same. I encountered the same thing outside of Barcelona. When I was traveling with my friend, we got a smart car for the day and decided just to to travel around. Same thing. We got off at some random exit, and there are these. There are these girls just sort of standing there in lingerie on the side of the road. But you're talking like it's like a, a random like backcountry road. It's yeah, very it's, sad. But it's no, it's called Four Alley. But it's so weird. I know they just kind of like pop up, and then there's these like mattresses just like out in the open. <laughs> it's really it's bizarre. So how was it? <laughs> how was what? Your encounters with the women. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Uh, when in Stellenbosch uh, oh man well you guys it's been a treat and a delight we're so um, happy that everyone has tuned in and thanks for all your awesome comments and uh, emails we will miss you over the next few weeks but look forward to getting back in October with lots of more worst stories and lots of worst guests Um, we have some great people lined up already so Definitely stay tuned. Follow us on the social. We'll definitely be posting uh, in our absence. And of course, you can always email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com and follow us at worsteverpodcast, worsteverpod, worsteverpc on Twitter. Seriously? (laughs) I know. I do. I do the Instagram. You do the Twitter. I'm sorry. We, you know, this is how it goes. But if you have any, um, Anything, any guests you'd like us to have on or any questions you would like us to answer or if you'd like us to read your worst ever story, definitely email us and uh, and we'd like to do that. Well, Stephen, I'm so excited for you and your trip. Thank you. I'm good. Good day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're getting better, I want I want to hear your your accent when you come back. Yeah, yeah. I'll I just, want you to work on it. Yeah. As soon as I get back, I'll just be like, oh, shrimp on the shrimp on the Bobby. <laughs> God, I hope. God. Uh, sorry, Australia. <laughs> Uh, as always, you can find Stephen at Stephen Ray Morris, mm-hmm. and I hope you have a great trip. But Thank if you. you don't, remember those stories. So you Ooh, can yeah, tell yeah. Us. If I have a worst ever, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but I, I do, I do hope it's awesome, and we're very are you excited flying, for you. Are you flying? Um, what are you flying? Air New Zealand? Uh, I'm flying uh, Virgin Australia. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Their website got, was the got, easiest you, to use. You got business? What'd you get? No, nothing fancy. But I've done that flight before, so I feel like I'm Where are you I'm prepared. staying? What part of Sydney? Uh, Sydney, I haven't booked my hotel yet, so I have to go do that now. <laughs> Why? Do you have a recommendation, Alas? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't... I mean, I stayed where, the, where we were put up. The first time we stayed at the Ritz-Carlton and, and uh, Double Bay, Ooh. which they say double... They call it Double Pay. Oh. So, yeah. Exactly. Someone's bragging. I love it. That's correct. Those days are over. All right, Allah. Have fun in Florida. Don't get Zika while you're down there. All right. Have fun in Atlanta. Don't get country on me. (laughs) We'll see you guys in October. Bye. Bye. Bye.
to ModCloth this week for being one of our sponsors. ModCloth is an awesome website. So if you like fashion and you like fashion for every body shape and size, definitely check it out. They have an exclusive line of apparel that's in a full range of sizes from XXS to 4X. It's awesome. You can get free sizing, fit, and styling help from their team of the mod stylists. And transition between seasons and summer styles that stay perfectly preserved for fall. I don't like having stuff that looks like everybody else, so I really love ModCloth because it looks like a lot of their pieces are things you can't find anywhere else. Go to modcloth, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com and enter promo code W-E-P for Worst Ever Podcast at checkout to get 30% off your order of $100 or more. That's mage. Anyway, thanks again for listening and make every day extraordinary at Modcloth.